In a rare case of internet unity, it appears social media users have come together to agree on one thing. That a man who allegedly takes first-class flights while leaving his wife and children in coach is in the wrong. (laughs) Live from the Annex Wealth Management Studios at the Avenue in downtown Milwaukee, this is Wisconsin's Morning News. Here's your host, Vince Vetrano. This next story is so out there, I borderline question its validity. I mean, it happened, it was written up, it occurred, but whether or not the person seeking out for advice here is even real. So this was a piece in the New York Times. Someone wrote into like an advice columnist and maybe heard about this, but I I don't have the Times article up, but here's how Insider.com wrote it up. In a rare case of internet unity, it appears social media users have come together to agree on one thing. That a man who allegedly takes first-class flights while leaving his wife and children in coach is in the wrong. <laughs> this was we a, all agree on this? A recent right, edition good. of the Times the Mag- Times Magazine newsletter called The Ethicist. And the column is written by a philosopher by the name of Kwame Anthony Apaya. And they, this is one of the—it's it's an advice column. Helps people. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like yep. a life coach, right? Yep. And people write in with questions or things they're dealing with. It's a new form of Dear Abby, right? Dear Abby, I have this— sure. This, that, the other going on in my life. In Apaya's most recent column, he fields a question from a person who wrote, My husband flies first class and puts me in coach. Is that fair? The reader's submission states her husband always either pays for or gets an upgrade into the first class cabin, justifies flying alone in first class because of the cost and the fact that our kids 12 and 16 might feel alone if I were to travel in first with him and leave them in the rear. She added, It gets worse. She added, the husband suggested traveling alone on a separate flight so his family wouldn't feel bad about the disparity. <laughs> Listen, if it bothers you so much, I'll take a separate flight. I can come in tomorrow if you want. Who the hell thinks they're getting away with this? I guess he is. You wrote to an advice columnist? That's that's a quick solution. No, he's not getting away with it because it is now on the internet. Right? Yeah, yeah. I believe that. Uh, I can. Can you even? How can I? Can't I? Seriously, can't believe that. Listen, I'm going to take the first class bump up. And it's one thing if one time it happens, right? You're all together, your wife, or l- flip the roles. Your husband says, "Hey, go ahead. You deserve it. Sitting for. We only got one first class bump up. Go ahead. Sure, yeah. I'll take the kids. We'll sit in the back. No, no. Don't worry about it. Great. One time. If it's a regular matter, of course, that it's like, all right, I'll see you when we land. And you would laugh in my face. <laughs> Right. You're kidding, right? Man, I want to tune in and look at the internet. I'm honestly, internet, have at it. Go. Well, they did. Immediately, there are memes, there are things, there's the immediate suggestion of divorce. (laughs) This isn't even a question. Like, how are you with someone like this? Uh, These people exist, though. I mean, no one should be surprised. I'm surprised every time, right? But I guess they do. See you when we land. Have a good flight. (laughs) 614 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Time for an update from the Gruber Law Office's One Call, That's All Sports Desk. Here's Brandon Snide. The NFL's smallest market has officially been awarded the league's biggest offseason event in 2025. For everybody, we're, uh, I tell you, we are so excited and honored. Host a draft in 2025. This is something we've been working on for a while. I think we started the process in 2016 and, uh, 
I'm just really happy, not only for the organization, but uh, for the, the whole community. Actually, the higher, entire state's going to benefit from it. it. It's a huge event, and uh, it grows every year, and uh, it's going to be spectacular. I, I'm really, really excited uh, for the community. On top of the draft announcement, it was a busy day in Green Bay Monday as the Packers also began their organized team activities as well. Mark Tauscher, our daily guest here on Wisconsin's Morning News, broke down what OTAs mean for the younger players and how they can benefit from the early season workouts. They actually want to get more and more reps. Uh, the younger guys do, and the older guys are, as we saw with Rodgers and some of the other guys that don't have monster bonuses, they want as much of a break as they can. So it's it's a new era for Packers football, and I think you're going to see a lot more excitement this year than you would have with the last couple with Aaron being the veteran quarterback that he was. The Packers will continue OTAs later today. Over to the Diamond where the Brewers were back in Milwaukee and got welcomed back home by Jordan Alvarez and the Houston Astros. And only one man out and Hobie Milner delivers and this one is hit to left, deep, warning track and gone for Houston. Jordan Alvarez with the bases full. Bob Euchre on the call right here on WTMJ as Alvarez brought four runs in with that one swing and Houston goes on to beat the Brewers by a final score of 12 to 2. Corbin Boat race. <laughs> Boat race. Corbin Burns, who did not have his best stuff yesterday, got the start for the Brewers, throwing five innings of work and allowing five earned runs for including solo homers. I mean, I would say he hasn't put together a long string of good starts. Um, I, I thought the two previous starts were, were pretty darn good. You know, probably just spraying the ball a little more than than we've seen. I mean, the stuff is, you know, by the way we look at it, is, is really the same. You know, some misses maybe a little bigger than, than usual, but nothing, nothing that's like not really close to like putting himself right on track. The Brewers will look to bounce back tonight against those Astros. First pitch is scheduled for 640. Coming up, a week to honor local heroes. Our first installment of Steve Scafidi's Salute to Service. That's next on Wisconsin's Morning News. Really special week here at WTMJ at Steve Scafidi's Salute to Service. Each day we'll be featuring another local hero. This is a nurse, police officer, firefighter, other first responders who are heroes every day, of course, in what they do, but some have the opportunity and the courage to distinguish themselves. Milwaukee firefighter Augie Guerrero, on a cold night back in December of 2022, responded to a report of a car that left the freeway and plunged down an embankment into a retention pond. Hello, I'm Chief Aaron Lipsky of the Milwaukee Fire Department. I am here because we are honored to be able to nominate firefighter Augie Guerrero uh, for his actions on December 22nd, 2022. Now, some may call it a Christmas miracle, but Milwaukee firefighters say it's just part of the job. Last Thursday, a 911 call sent crews to a retention pond right by American Family Field. They found a car filling with water fast. A lady was driving her car, reports that she was cut off. It was slick roadways. She went off the expressway in the stadium interchange, down the embankment into a large retention pond where she was unable to get out of the car and the car was slowly sinking as she was on the phone with our dispatchers calling for help. Oh my God! It's oh my God! I'm going to die! I'm Augie Guerrero, firefighter for the Milwaukee Fire Department, and I've been on for about six years now. 
It was a cold, cold day. I believe wind chills got to about negative 25, maybe even less. And we were dispatched for a call of an auto extrication, which, which primarily means that there was some car crash involved, somebody stuck. So when we were halfway en route to the location of the accident, we were informed by our dispatch that it was a person in the water in the retention pond. So our, our minds kind of shifted. It, it changed from a ice rescue instead of an auto extrication. So Augie responded with engine 33, which comes from right up Miller Parkway. Uh, he headed northbound into the interchange. They located the car. They could see down the embankment. Uh, he and his crew worked their way down the embankment very quickly. They were getting information from our dispatchers in real time uh, of how, uh, how horrified this, this passenger, uh, the driver of this car was. Could somebody please help me? I think I'm gonna die. Ma'am, we've already got help on the way, okay? I need to know exactly where you're at. They worked their way to the water line. They could see the water was up to the windows. They knew right away this is not getting better. Uh, and Augie, with no regard for his own personal safety, went right into the water. Now, that in and of itself is very risky given the temperatures involved. Uh, but also the ice had already given way. So there was there was little for him to rely upon as he worked out uh, towards the car. At that point, you're not doing a whole lot of thinking, especially when you're on scene, it's more instinctual. You just revert back to your training. You don't really have time to stay there and think about what you're gonna do. It's just all instinct. And I was the person closest to the Chiefs buggy at that time, so I was the one that put on the Mustang suit. He was trying to converse with the lady who was rightfully very panicked to get her to either try to get the window to go down or the door to open. She could do neither. Uh, when you introduce water into a vehicle with electrical systems and whatnot, uh, everything shorts out. He had to uh, force that door open. He was able to get her out and get her to the shore uh, where she was treated and, and ended up ultimately fine from the whole incident. What does salute to service mean to you? It means a chance for my firefighters and paramedics, the community's firefighters and paramedics, to be remembered and recognized for those truly superhuman things that they do. And I'm just so proud that Augie gets to be included in that, that incredible list. It's an honor to be nominated, especially by our chief. Never, with the whole call, was never intending for this kind of outcome, but I'm glad that he nominated me, considered me, but it's good to honor those kind of people that you never really get to see a lot of that stuff on the news, especially with police officers, military personnel, and there are a lot of people that deserve some sort of recognition. Our sportsman here, Brandon Snyde, also produces the Steve Scafidi show and helped put together that piece. That's good stuff right there. Appreciate it. Yeah, it's it's crazy when you think about everyday heroes just walking around us, firemen, police officers, nurses. Well, Augie sounds like an okay guy. <laughs> guy yeah. you want to have a beer with for sure. A little chilly to jump <laughs> yeah. in that water, and he had uh, no him. regard for his own life and, and pulled her out and, and all is well. So if you like that story, you want to share it, uh, people can text the word hero, right? Correct, yeah. Text yeah. the word HERO to the Old National Bank talk and text line, 855-616-1620. Old National Bank, get old. So text the word HERO to 855-616-1620, and we'll send you a link to that story so you can share it around. 628 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Hey, 
6.43 on Wisconsin's Morning News. Later today, the Milwaukee Public Museum will reveal its fifth and final permanent gallery set to make up the future museum. It's going to be opening in 2026. This gallery will be called Rainforest. We already know it will include a rooftop terrace and a butterfly exhibit, much like what we have right now. There's a news event later this morning to reveal the particulars, but I was able to get some of the information ahead of time through sources. I can tell you this much right now. The new space will follow a familiar theme that we have seen in the previous four gallery reveals. As always, we are looking at ways to bring what is nostalgic and what's powerful and what people remember to the future museum. But we'll also say there's always going to be some surprises. That's Helen Diviak of Think Design. They're the ones who are drawing up the new galleries. So letting you know I will have new renderings and additional information on what specifically will be included in the Rainforest Gallery that is coming up at 7.20 this morning. Brandon's got sports next. Coming up on 652 on Wisconsin's Morning News this Tuesday morning, we're joined by two-time Sports Writer of the Year from the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel, Lori Nickel, this morning. And Lori, you've got a new toy that you are using in your daily fitness routine. Yep, I got a brand new Garmin smartwatch. Um, It's probably my fifth or sixth or tenth (laughs) smartwatch of my lifetime. Really? Uh, So you've been doing this for a while. What's special about this one? Well, my other ones all died, you know, which is symbolic, So this one's maybe. operating. That's a difference. Yes, that's a difference. But it has all these new readings on here, which are a blessing and a curse. But, yeah, I've been doing something like this. I did a story on this probably back in 2007 um, when initially the only way you could do this was to wear a watch and wear, like, a chest strap or, like, a heart monitor and pair it up and... Um, the, the technology has gotten a lot more advanced, obviously, since then. Lori, you said blessing and a curse. What's wrong with it? <laughs> so I, do you guys have, well, do you have smartwatches? Do you, do you guys? I've had a Fitbit for a while, but not one of those really high-tech ones. But he's not wearing, not wearing it. not wearing it at the moment, I've, no. I've never. Oh. <laughs> now my wife is in the fitness industry. She runs a, a health club, and oh. uh, she... You know, they have one that's tied into their machines and things like that. She runs a Curves. So the ladies really like that. They can check their workouts. I've never used one. I've never seen any value for me personally. Really? Okay. So mine mine was the cheapest version at $300. And it... It tells your SPO2 number, which is your pulse ox, which if people, if you ever go to a doctor to get a checkup or something and you stick your finger in the little thing, it tells you how oxygenated your blood is. It's a, it's considered like the fifth um, vital statistic of your health. You know, there's blood pressure, heart rate, and all that kind of stuff. And you want to be between 95 and 100%. That's healthy. And when you sleep at night, that number might go down a little bit, you you know, you're not breathing as much as you sleep. But um, I'm kind of concerned because my numbers have been like 88 percentile. And I'm, you know, I had COVID twice this spring. <laughs> and that can be a So I'm like, boy, do I call my doctor? Or am I going to be okay? And I just, you have to do more research with these watches. And that's something that I'm starting to learn. Um, this is, these are not as reliable as some of the other statistics that they give you. So for anybody out there listening, take some of this with a grain of salt. Always call your doctor or talk to your doctor if you want to. But I was I didn't sleep for a whole night because I kept watching my watch <laughs> to see if my breathing okay, and that's just stupid. So 
um, that's, yeah, kind well, of crazy. I think that's the word of caution that I would have. Like, sometimes it's information overload. Like, right, when you get a scratch in the throat and you immediately go to the Internet and you have throat cancer. No, I don't. I just <laughs> I got a sore throat. Like, it, it seems to be causing that in you, like that anxiety. Maybe, maybe undo. A hundred percent. So a couple of years ago, I fell off my bike at the Trek 100 bike race and I cracked my helmet, suffered a concussion and had my smartwatch. And while I was getting physical therapy for the concussion, the physical therapist was like, do you know you're checking your watch like every minute? And I said, am I? You know, my heart rate won't calm down. In fact, I'm looking at it right now and just talking to you. My heart rate is high. Here we go. And he's like, yeah, you know, because I'm nervous to be on the radio. And well, all we're, that. we're pretty exciting over here, too. I mean, we have that <laughs> yeah, effect <yeah>. on people. <laughs> right. So the physical therapist and other therapists since then have said, yes, you can, you know, this can cause anxiety and give you false readings. And so at least that's been my experience. So I need to calm down and just treat it as a tool, a supplemental tool. I'm not in the hospital right now being monitored 24-7. And, and even then, again, reading about these watches, um, how they, they send a light into your skin and bring back, you know, heart rate detections and all that kind of stuff, the pigmentation in your skin can affect the readings. So if I was black or Latina and I had more pigment in my skin, my readings might be different and not as accurate as somebody with pale skin. And that's why, again, going back to the pulse ox, the reading on my wrist isn't as accurate as the one that would be on my finger that reads the fingernail and yeah it's great i don't know Lori. i think we got a full-blown addiction going on here <laughs> you might have to take that off for a bit <laughs> it was a very expensive thing i'm wearing it every day all the time and at night so what else does it give you steps and all that stuff is that what you're into it oh, for yeah. yes when, well training for rate well first of all i'm into it for the heart yeah. Stuff because they're very accurate. But these things are wonderful. This is how we knew in 2016 and 2017 that the Milwaukee Marathon was too long of a distance right. and then too short of a distance. All those runners came across the finish line and went, wait a minute, I only did 25 miles. Marathon's supposed to be 26. So I like it for the training aspect. Um, I like it to boost my motivation to keep moving. I need to lose weight and is for even if you're not looking at it from an athletic point standpoint, the health benefits and the health information is great. It tells you how well you slept, not just how many hours you slept. Um, there's a lot of information in this one little device. The stock tips are pretty good too. <laughs> yeah, just keep it on the rails over there, okay? We don't want to have to worry about you. You're good. Yeah, keep worrying. You should worry. I'm a mess. Lori Nickel, <laughs> yeah. two-time sports writer of the year, self-proclaimed mess, with us every Tuesday morning. Thanks, Lori. Hang in there. Thank you. Take care. Business headlines are sponsored by Old National Bank. Get old. Here's the Milwaukee Business Journal's Teddy Nichol. A unique condo in downtown Milwaukee's luxury Kilbourne Tower will hit the market Thursday for $3 million, making it the most expensive Milwaukee condo on the sale block. The current owner is a well-known Milwaukee entrepreneur and philanthropist who bought it in 2010. Consumer spending in downtown Milwaukee is growing faster than the U.S. average and more than it was before the pandemic. The spending uptick is driven by leisure, hotel, and retail purchases and is an indication that the downtown economy is rebounding. 
The Roundhouse Beer Garden in the McKinley Marina will open for its second season in business on May 25th with live entertainment, new menu items, and free beer. It will feature live music on Sunday nights, outdoor yard games, and a bring-your-own-pint discount on beer. I'm Teddy Nykel with MilwaukeeBusinessJournal.com on News Radio WTMJ.